0: You are really thirsty.
1: Oh, I'm done now. I'm down I'm done taking what?
0: No 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 <laughs> it's not a problem. Actually, it's a good sound effect if you're talking about sound effects. But you're really, really thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, all right. So now you have three roles. How do you navigate that? Yes, so Plus, you're a student. Wait, how did you... Did, did I ask you about how you got into Masters? Why did Not you decide... Yet. No, please tell mm-hmm. us that one.
1: When I joined UBIC, and UBIC is based within narrow, we work with researchers most of the time mm-hmm. to promote their research to the stakeholders. Mm-hmm. So when I joined UBIC, that was actually fresh from campus. So when you join an area and you are trying to look around for mentors, you mm-hmm. are trying to figure out what career path to follow, what do you want to do? First of all, I had done biotechnology. So, traditionally, I would be expected to be in a laboratory.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But then here, I, I find myself exploring this whole new field of policy and communications. Mm-hmm. So, luckily, the coordinator of UBIC, the founding coordinator, mm-hmm. was also actually a biotechnologist by training. Mm-hmm. With a PhD in genetic engineering. Mm-hmm. Who also, out of the passion for biosafety and for communications, mm-hmm. she founded... Yubik.
0: Do you want to talk? To say her name?
1: Oh, she's Dr. Barbara Zawede.
0: Okay.
1: Mguanya.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm.
1: She's now director of research for yeah. one of the Naro. institutes in Nairobi. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Dr. Barbara Mguanya Zawede. Mm. Yeah. I joined when she was the coordinator of Yubik.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I tried to have these discussions because the thing I loved about her, mm. much as you we were Working here, she always loved growth. You know, mm-hmm. she loved that people come here, they pick up the skills, they pick up the experience, and they grow in, into their careers. Mm-hmm. So, she always urged us, you know, to advance, go beyond the bachelor's degree, and you know, figure out what you want to do to specialize in, look out mm-hmm. for a master's, and you know, mm-hmm. move on. Mm-hmm. So, having all these interactions made me think hard about what kind of career path I wanted to pursue. Mm-hmm. So, I figured that, uh In my opinion, to be good at, to be good and respected when I'm communicating about science.
0: In my opinion, I love that. Yes, yes.
1: (laughs) Uh Others could challenge it, but in my opinion, so (laughs) to be good and respected, you know, to speak with authority about biotechnology specifically, Uh I needed to be an expert in the biotechnology itself. Uh So I figured I would have fast vertical growth, vertical career growth. Uh Nevertheless, become good at biotechnology science. Mm-hmm. Thereafter, have lateral growth, mm. adding the policy and communications aspects.
0: Mm. Wow, I felt so, that way, by the way. When I don't know why I'm inserting my story here, I felt that. Yet, way... it, yeah. <laughs> I felt my, that same way when mm. I wanted to do my master's. Because when I got into, you no, know, when you, you were saying about volunteership, let's go back to that. When you talking yeah. about volunteership, I I was like I was looking for opportunities when I was done with my university and. The person who was willing to listen to me liked my blog. He was like, you are in science and you blog. So there's this thing called science writing, science communication. Yeah. You could get into that. But he's not a science communicator himself. He knows about it. And he's a scientist. And he yeah. does a lot of advocacy things when it comes to communicating the science. So it's technically science communicator. It's just that he's not. He doesn't say he's he doesn't as identify as one. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been saying this, but I've just realized he's actually. let communicate. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I got into that. He, um, after that, I. He was not like there really because he was a full, full-on scientist, a full-on professor. So he was always busy. And I got into that space not knowing, okay, who do I talk to? Who do I ask this and this? He told me, okay, since I do not have funding to have you in the lab, because for him to get me into the lab, which is about $1,000 per month, for me to, be able to have lab access fees in the elderly space... So he was yeah. like, I don't have cash for that, but I like your digital skills. Why don't you get into this space? So he, like, gave me a platform. So he was like, oh, create this social media strategy of how you can, you know, disseminate this information about street potatoes to the public and blah, 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 blah. And I did that. It was mainly volunteer. I was not, like, there because, of course, you can't be in the intercom pod without a contract. But I was engaging with him, and it was really volunteer but i really liked it like i was i really liked it i liked the challenge it's something i didn't know so i liked the yeah. challenge i was yes already in digital marketing at that time but i didn't know the digital marketing part of science if i'm making sense i don't know yeah
1: yeah you are
0: yeah so i didn't know that so um when i got into the space the people who were there were people who didn't have a science background but they're in the comms and since i was not assigned to anyone I was just the one trying to seek help from everyone and anyone to to figure out what kind of communication goes on or what is communication when it comes to science, right? Yeah. So um I so I I, I became hungry because I'm not those people who sit somewhere and waits for instructions. I, I should be sometimes, but I'm not that kind of person. <laughs> so I was like, I'm being paid, but I I started being paid now. And I was being paid for something. I wasn't seeing me... Like, I didn't see what I was doing, really. Like, I want to see something running, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: And that's when I started seeking for mentors in that space, looking for people who have a science background specifically and who are in science communication. And I found someone from Ivery called Hector Patel, though she replied later when I had already applied for my master's. Then I also found... uh, Bibiana Iraqi, who is from ISA, the Agribiotic Applications um, yeah. um thing. Yes, yes, I know. International Service for Agri-biotech Applications. <laughs> agribiotic wait. International service? Oh my goodness. International service for acquisition of agri yeah, acquisition of agribiotic applications. So stuff with GMO generating, blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah.
0: I think you know about it. Do you? I know, I say, uh, yeah. Oh, you should, <laughs> man. And I've
1: also <laughs> interacted with Bibiana before.
0: Yeah, she is amazing. Yeah. She should come to this podcast. We've been postponing it. Anyway, so I met Bibiana, and I was like, I'm seeking this. And that time, they were looking for an intern who has a biochemistry, biotechnology background who would come into communication. At that time, they were arranging this thing in South Africa for gene editing, the biennial something a bbc a bbc a- 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 B- yes a B- B- C, the 20- africa by any sciences conference
1: yeah. yes yes
0: 2019 yeah. and i i I got into that space and at that time when i was there i was like okay this this is a good i started now being like i think this is what i want to do because uh I had the website management part of it because I was already writing a blog. I I knew uh, the digital part of it because I had already been part of social media campaigns, but not in the sense... Background, but now I was now part of it. I was already doing blogs, and I wanted. I was excited about the science communication thing, and I was like, I need to be in this. So I started looking for what are science communicators like. Like I started looking for profiles of science communicators, and I found that the people who have a science background, most of them, except Bibiana, who immediately went to into comms, like she got her master's yeah. in in you know journalism. Mm. I didn't see that happening here in Africa. Like I didn't see even what I was, I even looked for opportunities in masters. Like, if I wanted to go into communication, what would I do? I tried tried to figure out um, postgraduate in uh, in agriculture, but I don't know why I didn't consider it was a postgraduate diploma. I wanted to go into that because I saw someone called another lady, also who's who's in food science, but she went into full comms. She did a postgraduate in agri in agricultural communication thing so i wanted to go into that but i wasn't sure I was like um since i can't they need these things and i don't have um from a science background same thing with journalism this is not something i can do so i was like why don't you just go to my book, back to my comfort zone because communication was it's not it didn't come very easy for me I loved it, but it didn't very, come very easy. So I was yeah. like, "Why don't I do something that is in my comfort zone? Science, <laughs> it is my comfort zone." Mm-hmm. Then I figure, like, I felt like if I if I want to go into science, communication, at least I should. If it's I'm from coming from a science background, I should really have a strong background in science, in in um, in science, because I also saw someone from still ISA, but. Uh, the the general I think director uh, uh, Maha, Maha Arujanan.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. She. I I looked at her profile and she was like she she did science science for BSc masters, but she did a science communication PhD. So I was like I could like go to, into that path or maybe I just go full on. <laughs> science science then yeah. still do this you know the communication yeah. part. So I get you when you're saying that <laughs> if you want to talk about bio, biotechnology, then why don't you become an expert? That's yeah. why I, but they were I talk. So yeah, there's that part of me. Wow, that was cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you, you pick it up from there.
1: Yeah, so uh, that's when I made up my mind that uh, I was going to do biotechnology Mm-hmm. until PhD level ah. still still do my communications mm-hmm. because you know it's, it's really a big part of me now I love it yeah but and it's passion gro- yeah vertically, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. when you get there you can do whatever you want to do but at least when you're a biotechnologist just... by, by by definition yeah but, yeah and I think that's um, that's some kind of growth enabled uh UBK's founding coordinator. Hmm. Easily switched from coordinating a communication hub to, to running a research institute. Mm. Because she was a fully qualified scientist, having a yeah. PhD in genetic engineering research. Mm. But at the same time, good with policy and communication. Yeah. So she could easily fit in both
0: managerial position. Yeah. Amazing, by the way, if you look at it, that's that's very true. Mm-hmm. So did you get a scholarship for that? Like tell us the intricacies of applying for yes. a masters in Uganda.
1: Well, incidentally, I, I know applying for a master's really a very, very tough time. Mm. But I think I really didn't find it as tough as many of my colleagues do. Reason day.
2: Mm.
1: What happened? Uh I I have Uh, A very long-time friend of mine who happened to have done his undergraduate in India. Mm -hmm. So this guy comes back home, Mm -hmm. uh, one of those breaks, and and he's like, uh, you know, the government of India has these scholarships. Mm. It's really a very straightforward process. Do an aptitude test. In case you pass, you get Mm -hmm. selected. You fail. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is really the most stress-free application process I have seen. Mm. Because typically you have to do... Get all these recommendation letters, you know, a mm, lot of things. Yeah. Some you have to do these English tests, you know.
0: Yeah. So
1: so, so I, I found this school quite quite easy. Good. I, and the registration was free of charge, registering wow. for the RPC test. So uh, Which school
0: is this? Please tell us.
1: A scholarship. Yeah. The scholarship's called Study in India. Okay. It's a scholarship by the government of India, I think mm. for both Undergraduate and postgraduate. Mm-hmm. So you select the course you want and the university you want. Mm-hmm. You do an up to test like the American SATs, they test mm-hmm. English and math. Mm-hmm. Then, in case you select, I think the, the, the cut of points always vary. Mm-hmm. Depending on how you score, you may get full or 75% or 50%, mm-hmm. depending on how you score on the test. Okay. So I happen to get. Uh, the the hundred percent scholarship
2: mm-hmm.
1: to join a uh, University for the masters in biotechnology.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So then it happened around the time when COVID had come around, mm-hmm. so I couldn't travel to India for that. So for most of the time, uh, for the theory bit of it, mm-hmm. we had to do these classes online. Mm-hmm. Then, then this this year, we got to go to university physically and. Getting some practical to our skill set and also work on the dissertations.
0: Mm. Yeah. So where are you with that right now?
1: Well, I did my dissertation. I'm now back home to prepare for another fellowship. Mm-hmm. I finished submitting my dissertation. Yeah, mm. so the degree is almost done.
0: Amazing! Congrats. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. You, you, how did you navigate that? Like having a, you're a student. You, yeah. you have a full time role. You are yeah. doing Science Africa, Science Stories Africa, and now this new thing in SynBio.
1: Well, I, I think one of the things that really played to my advantage was vertical growth. You know. Mm -hmm. I was was specializing in something I already did for undergraduate. Mm -hmm. So most of the things weren't really new, Mm -hmm. only that maybe we were diving deeper into the science, Mm -hmm. but it was still the same, more or less the same course units, Mm -hmm. and that, you know, it being postgraduate, they tried to bring in more science. So it was very easy to pick on, you know. So Mm -hmm. secondly, being online, Mm -hmm. it was easy to attend classes on the go. Yeah. I could easily be... Writing a report as I'm listening into the lecturer. <laughs> so, you was... are saying,
0: you, you can guess like Swahili, If I would have said it in Swahili, that you how do you say that in English, man? Oh, I wish I had another person. First... you <laughs> <laughs> You're spilling your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I, I guess that's the point of this podcast. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: People need to know these things. Can yeah, be done. that's how <laughs>
0: how you do you navigate that when you have you know things that gets needs to be done. Uh, con- yeah, continue.
1: So and the other thing that the time zone India's time zone is two and a half hours later than us. So classes always tended to, tended to end a bit earlier in the day. Uh-huh. Yeah. So
2: we
1: start very early, like at. Uh, 5, 6 a.m. in the morning. Mm -hmm. But still, by around 1, 2 p.m., they are done. Mm -hmm. So I always really had a bit of time in my day to do my other work.
0: Yeah, Yeah, in Mm -hmm. the afternoons.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: But then, one of the biggest advantages was the very first one that I had already background knowledge in most of the things. Mm -hmm. So catching up on, you know, coursework, understanding notes, Mm -hmm. following up on lectures. was really always a very, very easy thing to
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. And even when I went there for the physical engagements,
2: mm.
1: it was always a bit flexible. Mm-hmm. You go in for your lab time, do your lab
2: time,
1: mm. you're done, you have the rest of the day to yourself to catch up on the assignments.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: the bit of communication. I can communicate from anywhere, I can mm. submit reports from anywhere, I can do meetings from anywhere. It was really quite, quite Let easy.
0: me tell you a secret. Is it a secret yeah. anyway when I say it, I hear. Um, <laughs> I have always wanted to do something that is remote. That's what I actually I, I wanted to do something to do with bioinformatics. But um, the science communication bit really amazes me because I don't have to be somewhere for me to do it. Yeah. So it's, some, it's a career that really interests me because of the remoteness of it.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: It's very nice. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I love the, the, the outreach I love meeting new faces So mm. it's right at the intersection Of two things that I love
2: mm. oh, yeah, That's amazing
1: <laughs> I, I love working from home But at the same time I love interacting with new faces So
2: mm.
1: It's it's a good place to
0: It's a good hybrid of things Yeah Okay so so that's how you You navigate your time Yes right. Okay, okay.
1: But now that I'm done with the with the academic bit of it, I'm now back to working full time. Mm. So this in Africa initiative really came in at a very good point when I have all the time on my hands. Amazing. But still, <laughs> there's another fellowship coming up, mm-hmm. so I have to work remote again for a few months.
0: Okay. Which, which, which
1: fellowship? Uh, this fellowship is also a policy fellowship by the Breakthrough Institute.
0: Mm.
1: They call it a Breakthrough Generation Fellowship. It's for what? So the idea is that the Breakthrough, the breakthrough Institute is a, a policy research institute. Mm-hmm. They research on a variety of issues in science. They call mm-hmm. it ecomodernism, so they research on energy, mm-hmm. environment, food mm-hmm. and farming. So my case being, uh, uh, with ex- with a bit of experience in agriculture biotechnology, I'm in the food and farming section. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll be exposed to doing policy research in the food and farming sector.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. That's amazing. But it's, at least it's remote, though.
1: No, it's physical.
0: It's physical?
1: i I I have to be traveling to California for the fellowship.
0: Wow. I love I love that in science, people travel. <laughs> do you love that? I do love it. I
1: that. love it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, this is policy and communications, really. I won't be seeing any, any laboratory anywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still science. Yeah, still science. That's yeah, still it's yeah. Okay, great. Uh, so let's go to... Uh, why am I shouting? Let's go to the laws that you've experienced in your research in your well, career path sorry um uh, sorry before a, a, we go a, a to that list? i don't know i feel like i'm confused today we didn't talk about mm. the biotechnology research that you're doing that you've submitted do you want to i don't know say in brief what you were doing
1: so what i'm looking at is that uh, rice rice is a, a major staple crop especially on the asian continent okay so one of the key key aspects in in, in boosting productivity, mm. is ensuring these rice varieties are uh, stress-tolerant, especially for biotic stresses.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So the kind of research I was doing, I was reviewing... What is
0: abiotic stresses?
1: Abiotic, a uh, I'd almost call them non-living stresses. These are things like salt, high levels of salt, oh. drought, drought, or high levels of water, you know, waterlogged areas. Well, there could be minerals, you know, very me- all these metallic minerals in the soils mm. affecting rice. Could be very high or very low temperatures. So basically, anything that affects productivity that is not a living thing, mm. that is not a pest mm. caused, you know, living caused stress. Mm. It qualifies to be abiotic.
0: Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you think something.
1: So, uh, so I- I'm doing a review. Mm. of, of uh, research on specifically looking at the proteome of the peroxisome mm. and how it helps and how it, and how it contributes to abiotic stress tolerance in rice. Mm. Yeah so the, the whole idea is to identify the gaps in this research and make recommendations for further research in
0: Also it's a review it's not It's a review. Yeah. Ah.
1: It's not a lab I'm a communications I, person. so
0: I should do that, man. <laughs> I should have done that. <laughs> By the way, I should have done that. Oh, man.
1: And, and I think that's the advantage of deciding on where you want to see your career going. Early eh. and early. Because I was like, yes, I want to do biotech, but mm-hmm. I'm policy and communications.
0: Yeah, so you do something related to what, where you're going to. Exactly. Wow, you, you're so fantastic, man.
2: Thank you.